What's up, Jammies? You know we love football and we love our sponsor, Barefoot Wine. You know, wine and football aren't that different. Sure, they can be complex, but enjoying them should be easy. And both are easier to enjoy with friends. Cheers. What's up, Jammies? Welcome back to another episode of Ricky's Ram Jam presented by Barefoot Wine. It's October. We're officially in spooky season. Should Barefoot create some type of like Halloween special edition wine? I don't think I would drink a pumpkin wine, but maybe some sort of cinnamon hot toddy with a white wine. I think hot toddies with whiskey normally, but like maybe, I don't know, we could we could leave it to the creatives over at Barefoot, but I'm I'm just throwing some stuff out here. So if you if you like it, Barefoot, you know, hit me up. Maybe we could call it like Ricky's Ram Runner. Um, does that, I'm trying to think of things that start with R that are fall related. So, uh, jammies help me out here if you have any ideas, but I think that would be a fun little special edition, (laughs) but I'll leave that up to the creatives. Overtime win against the Colts 29 to 23 with a walk off TD from Puka who just keeps breaking records left and right. I thought his answer when asked after the game, if he could keep this momentum up was amazing. Shoot, if they keep asking me to do, I'm just trying to do my job. So whenever number nine throws the ball my way, I'm I'm, I'm super happy because I know it's good. He's making it my job as easy as it can be. But trying to take care of my body, I'm grateful for the people in the training room and the staff we got here. Sleep is my number one friend now. <laughs> Going to bed <laughs> as early as I can. <laughs> nine nine thirty. Yeah, nine thirty the latest. <laughs> when was the last time you went to bed by nine thirty? And is he falling right asleep? Does he drink sleepy time tea? Like I'm fascinated by how these players maintain their sleep and how they're getting to their their healthiest. I mean, you know, side note, but Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift, he's out after. What time is he going to bed? Is it nine thirty? Like I have a lot of a lot of questions going on, Jamie's, and I know you do too, especially all around the football world. But we're going to get to that too. Great, great, great overtime win over the Colts. Looking forward to the Eagles. They fly across the country to us at SoFi on Sunday. So I better see you there. All right. I'm going to fill up my barefoot cup and raise a toast to my guest joining me right now. He's one of the hosts for NFL Network's Total Access. He's an author, a diehard sports fan. It's Mike Yam. I didn't even mean to rhyme that, but I did. Mike, how are you? I'm doing great. It's first of all, it's awesome to see you because you when I got to NFL Network, you were you were kind of like on the fringe there. I only we only crossed over here for it felt like just a couple of weeks. So yeah. um love getting the message from you. Happy to be with you and um certainly thrilled that we get to talk about a Rams team that's been relatively impressive this season. Mike the voice of the Rams, uh, JB Long, I believe you know him. I think you said you were messaging with him earlier this morning. Um, he also sent me a text and may have told me that today is a special day. Uh-oh. <laughs> JB is the best. I have known him for a very long period of time. I actually, funny story, I remember we were together when he was getting the phone calls about possibly becoming the voice of the Rams. No way. Total random story there. But yes, um, JB was kind enough to remember my birthday, which I always cringe about. I always get like awkward when when attention comes my way on that front. But yes, it is is my birthday and there's nothing better than turning 21. Absolutely. Turning 21 was my my favorite birthday. And I think that you must have woke up this morning and been like, this is the best birthday gift ever. I get to go on Ricky's Ram Jam. So like, congrats for that (laughs) birthday gift. Yeah, that's that's awesome. I'm (laughs) I'm really happy. So you had a, a your total access meeting today I'll, I'll you know lift up the kimono that that went long so what is that process like what is it like hosting 
total access? And, and how does the season each week change for you? Yeah, you know, it's sort of crazy to me that I still get to do this show. When I got to the network and, and had some opportunities on the front end to, to sort of fill in, and then I got to work with MJ Acosta Ruiz, who is nothing but phenomenal to work with. And I know she's super excited about her new role, but now it's me and Kimmy Checks, and we've been having a blast. But the preparation for it, I think for, for a lot of fans, it's, it's probably what you would expect, which is glued to your television on Sunday, watching every single game, then crying on Monday night when you're a Giants fan and realizing that your team is not nearly yeah, as yeah. good as they were last year and probably won't make the postseason. Um, but it's a lot of note taking. It's a lot of research that you're going in. And then on show days, you know, we're flushing out a lot of different ideas and the topics that we feel passionate about that we think our viewers will feel good about. I always think that the for me, it's how do we educate and inform? So with Mike Robb and David Carr, their ability to break down plays to me is always it's it's second to none. So right. we do a ton of breakdowns on the show. And then it's how do we just make you smarter? Like what are the trends that you don't know about? I think most fans are a fan of a particular team. So holistically, you don't always get to go into the weeds on some of those other storylines. So we just try to bring it, um, bring the heat as much as possible and have some fun with it. I love that. I love that. So you had a tweet that sort of went viral on, from Sunday. And it is about a rookie on the Rams, Puka Nakua, who's leading the NFL in just about every receiving category. What has stood out the most to you from his historic start? So I'll actually take it a step backwards. So everyone knows he's a fifth round guy at a BYU, started his college career at Washington. Um, at that time, I was actually covering the Pac-12. Oh. And I remember heading up to Seattle to watch practice. And I could not take my eyes off of Puka Nakua. And, you know, at that point, you had heard some buzz around him. I still remember because I'm not great on social media in general, but I do remember doing a video because his name is so memorable. I remember after watching that practice, doing a video for on Instagram specific to Puka Nakua because I just couldn't stop watching him. Freakishly athletic, his ability to to move um, just around defenders when there wasn't space. I, it, it was second to none. And I was like, man, this guy's going to be a monster. And then obviously ended up transferring, going to BYU and still put up some really good numbers. You know, he slipped a little bit because of some of the combine stuff. But right. to me, when you watch him on the field, just absolutely remarkable. And I think it speaks to what Sean McVay has been able to do from a schematic standpoint to put him in successful spots. But, you know, I, I'd make an argument once Cooper Cup, and I know he's going to be practicing and we're back in that lineup, but between him, Puka, and Tutu Atwell, it's been fun. Even without Cooper these first few weeks, I'm like, damn, man, like this team is, they're fun to watch. They're fast as hell on the football field. I mean, watching Atwell on the field to me has just been sort of entertaining. Yeah, and I know the blink, numbers will speak to it. <laughs> oh, he, in a flash. It's, like, it's awesome. <laughs> it, it, so, you know, I, I think everyone will gravitate to Puka for reasons of his name, his ability to produce, and then obviously the statistical stuff around it. You mentioned that tweet. You know, you go back to Cooper Cup winning that triple crown, first four weeks of the season, Puka right now has got more receiving yards and more receptions than than Cooper then he did, did that. that year. Uh, yeah, which is just wild. I mean, I don't I don't think he ends up that way. But at the end of the day, getting this type of production from a rookie, it's, it really is special. Oh, my God. It's unbelievable. Yeah, so the 21-day window is open now for Cooper Cup, and he's eligible to return this week. He's going to start practicing. What challenges will Cup and Nakua on the field at the same time? Say, say he does. Say Cooper Cup somehow is in the lineup come Sunday against the Eagles. How do you stop not only Puka, you've got Cooper Cup back out there, Tyler Higby after his extension. 
Um, Atwell, Benny Sko is getting a lot of great blocks and has been coming in clutch that people aren't even really talking about. Like this offense is going to be next level. They will be rolling on the football field. And I think even the emergence in that backfield with Williams as also yes. a pass catcher has really added another dimension for Sean McVay. Um, this offense really can be special. We obviously we can, you know, use every positive adjective to describe Puka Nakua and then times it by 10 when you reference Cooper Cup, right? I, I think for a really long period of time, these last few seasons, I, candidly, and I get the Rams won a Super Bowl, and OBJ was that guy for them, but we've been talking about, hey, who's that that second wide receiver who can really take off the load? Robert Woods was certainly um, a guy that you could you kind of throw into that mix, but I, I think a true number two, and to me, Puka has shown, look, you could call him 1B, and I think that's fine, but the reality is there's now options, multiple options on the football field for Matthew Stafford and from a schematic standpoint for Sean McVay to draw up some plays that really make it very difficult on opposing defenses. So to me, I'm absolutely thrilled from a Rams perspective. And and look, you're, you're in the weeds on this team. Right. I don't know, like... To me, I maybe it's because the bar was low for me. I just looked at this team's defense. I think it's like eight different dudes from last year's team that are not, um, you know, they lost in terms of starters. Right. I looked at this as a rebuild this year. A and lot of people did. The way that they've, right? I, I, the way that they're playing to me is, is really impressive. And I think a lot of that credit goes to Stafford, who was banged up last year. It's like almost like we forgot how good he was and how talented Sean McVay is as a head coach and sort of trusting. Your personnel. I mean, you got Aaron Donald on that team's defense. No matter how many changes you make on the back end, like you're still probably going to have a pretty good opportunity to be in some ball games and, you know, to have some of these clutch plays and um, on the offensive side. Like this has been sort of awesome to see and candidly unexpected. I did not think we were going to net out the way that, that we have so far this season. I I've seen some fans also say, well, they're an average football team. Yeah, maybe, but I don't know how many people would have said that they were going to be average even heading into this season. And by the way, I think they're actually above average. Yeah, I, I do too. I mean, only one score uh, lost to to the Niners and an almost you know one score to to the Bengals. Um, so you you mentioned Aaron Donald, which when when you have Aaron Donald on the defensive side, I mean everything changes. You have people uh, triple teaming him just to just to kind of contain him, and he's still getting sacks. So. The Eagles are just one of two teams, it's Philly and, and the Jets, that AD does not have a sack against. So the Eagles come in, they're 4-0, and they're led by a talented QB in Jalen Hurts, who's also like a runner and can move the ball. You have Their offense is very, very, very good. How, how does this Rams defense slow down Jalen Hurts? I think it's a really tough task for for any team to try to keep in check a guy like Jalen Hurts um, and this team's offense. I think when you go across the NFL, there are very few teams, both on the offensive side and the defensive side, that are as deep as Philadelphia is. And I know there's been this narrative, and I do think there's some truth to it, that we haven't even seen this Eagles team at its best so far this season. That also goes to show you just how talented they are and the fact that, you know, A.J. Brown out of these last two weeks has been able to to break out. I think that says something to, to what basically the Rams are in store for. I think what scares me the most is their ability to run the football. Um, 
and that added dimension with what we've seen offensively. There's been some changes to personnel from a Philadelphia perspective from a year ago, and the fact that DeAndre Swift has been able to be inserted into that lineup and have this type of success is telling. But I also think the vertical threats that we've seen from Philadelphia have opened up some of those opportunities. Do I think Donald gets a sack um, in a game like this? Yeah, I think there's a real possibility for it. But to me, the bigger concern is what the Rams are going to be able to do to keep in check some of these some of these offensive pieces. Devontae Smith has made some circus catches right. so far this year. And I made reference to Brown. He's exploded these last two weeks. He's hit over 100 yards receiving in both of these games. And they look like they're in sync like they were at the end of last season. So, Mike, tell me and Jammies, that's that's this fan base, what fried rice and marinara your children's <laughs> book is all about. I appreciate you asking. Uh, a huge, huge, huge passion project for me. I still cannot believe that this thing is an actual physical book, but it is a children's book. Um, you know, the premise... Really, it sparked because when I was growing up as a kid, I could tell you the books that I had my mom and my dad would read to me. None of them featured a an Asian character. None of them featured anything that was related to mixed race families, which clearly are a little bit more common nowadays than they were when I was growing up, even though right. I said I was 21 when I just turned 21 today. Um, exactly. Uh, for like the 20th time. Uh, but the point is, it's it's one of those things where I didn't have it. And I know that the publishing industry is starting to turn, but still at a snail's pace for me. So the premise of the story is Mikey on his fourth birthday, actually, um, doesn't know what to do because his mom says, hey, like, what kind of food do you want? And his Chinese family is going to be there and his Italian family is going to be there. And he feels like he's getting pulled in two different directions. And he realizes after he talks to his grandmothers and some of his friends that he really can have both foods. So he decides to combine fried rice and marinara. Not to give the spoiler alert, but uh, the kids did love the fried rice and marinara. So the fact that um, that this thing is now a physical book is is awesome, and and I appreciate you asking about it. Yeah, where can where can Jammies pick up this book if they're if they're interested? So it's uh, yeah, so it's on Amazon, it's on Barnes and Noble, and I get this because I'm one of those consumers that if I can try it out before I purchase, I feel good about it. The story itself is fully animated for free on YouTube, oh, wow. so you can actually watch it for free. And if you like the story and you think a little one in your life would would enjoy it and it's a good lesson for them, then you can go ahead and, and purchase the book on Amazon and or Barnes and Noble. I love that. And before we get to my my last Ram Jam questions, have you yes. physically tried fried rice and marinara? So legitimately at my birthday parties, there was always Chinese food and Italian food. So while there wasn't a conscious effort to combine them, there was 1000% cross-pollinization on the plate. So I'm sure I've indirectly had fried rice and marinara and I, I'm sure I loved it. Okay, cool. I didn't know if you were like in the lab creating this children's book, like, all right, let's put this, you know, if there's a recipe and maybe, maybe Mike Yam needs a cooking show about creating fried rice and marinara or, you know, I don't know. I'm just giving you free ideas here. Feel free yeah, to take them. I'll I, I love the ideas. Um, I boil water really well. Nice. Nice. Uh, yeah. I, that might be the extent. And I make decent eggs. Okay. There you and, go. And cereal. I'm really good at pouring milk. Into oh, yeah. Bowl, That's so. awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay, Mike. Time now for Ram Jam where I ask my guests the same three questions. If you were about to have your last meal on earth, what would it be? Very, very easy for me. I am a West Coast, or excuse me, I'm an East Coast transplant on the West Coast. So I grew up in New Jersey and New York, but in Little Italy in Manhattan, there's a restaurant called Vincent's. My grandmother and my grandfather used to go on dates there. My Aww. parents have been on dates there. It's been there forever. I've been going since I was a child. I only have gotten one thing there 
every single time I'm actually now 42. So my entire life, I've only had one dish there and we get it every single time. It is the linguine and calamari in, and they do like sweet, medium and hot sauce. I'm a medium guy or a sweet guy. And that 1000% would be that meal. Okay. Good to know. You sold it. If I'm ever in, in in New York, I want to go on a date there. So just putting that out into the, into the universe. So we'll see if, we'll see if that happens. If you could live in an amusement park, a shopping center or another fun place, where would you choose and why? Okay, this is super lame for me, but one of my favorite things on the West Coast is the Getty Museum. I feel like every time I go, there's like this cool exhibit or something that I haven't experienced before, and they got the outdoor area um, and great artwork. So I don't, I wish I had like a cool answer, like, hey, like we would go to, you know, Disney and, and have a blast. I, you know, I, I as I'm getting older, I, I don't know. Like sometimes I get dizzy on rides. Yeah. So for me, wa- walking around with the, you know, with the tasty beverage, I might, I might just go and hang at the museum. Yeah. You, by the way, are, I know I can feel you rolling your eyes and judging me right now. No, I'm okay no it's that, your though. birthday. I'll, I'll give it to you easy. Um, no, I think that's fine. I, I mean, everyone always has such creative answers. Mine would be a Walgreens because it's like clothes, food, any kind of drug you need, like batteries. Like I just feel like Walgreens would like I can do redo my nails, get make like it's just I don't know. Walgreens is my go to. Answer. And maybe that says more about me um, yeah. than, yeah. and you should roll your eyes at me for that. Lastly, Mike, what would a collage of your life include? So if we're going to print out pictures and just throw a bunch of um, photos up against a wall, what would be on your collage? Um, that's an amazing question. And by the way, I'm not judging you on the Walgreens thing. <laughs> I've gone through like marathons of the walking dead. And I think your answer really right? is a smart one for a lot of reasons. Thank you. Um, I, as far as the collage, God, I, I would hope like that thing would just be filled up with family photos and the people that are close to me and some of those birthday parties that I made reference to, whether it was the fourth one or the 42nd one, um, just all of those moments. And to be honest with you, I, I, I've been really fortunate over the years to talk to a lot of college students. So I, it's not lost on me how lucky I am to be doing this. You mentioned total access and being part of NFL network. And I think about my time at Pac-12 network or NBA TV and ESPN. And, um, God, not in a million years would I ever think any of these things would actually come to fruition. Um, so I would say the family stuff, the work stuff, and of course, like the, the, the cover of fried rice and marinara has to be a part of that collage, but definitely the family stuff for sure. I love that. I love that. Mike, happy, happy, happy birthday. Thank you so much for spending some time with me and for your insight. I'm really looking forward to this Rams-Eagles game, and I'm really looking forward to post-game on Sunday where you're like, yep, Aaron Donald got that sack. Now there's only one team left, So, and then I'm, I'm waiting for my shout-out. So just know that I'm going to be watching for that. You're going to be like, Erica told me. There's no doubt. I will put that on social media. I will tag you and we will go down this path together. Um, but in all honesty, it's a thrill. I, I love seeing the success that you're having. I always Thank get you. excited because we didn't get to spend too much time together as colleagues at NFL Network. So the more uh, opportunities to join you on the show, I am 100% in. So I do appreciate oh, it. You're the best, Mike. Thank you so much. All right, you guys, that does it for this week's Ricky's Ram Jam. And you know what to do. Let's ram it. <laughs> 